One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. Screen time. It's my screen time too. Screen time. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms feel like they've honestly seen every piece of children's programming on Netflix. I'm Katie. And I'm Deborah. And I have two sons, Jay, he's three, and Kenny, he's six weeks old. Congratulations! Thank Katie you. had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the same number, three kids, an eight-year-old named Tony, and twins who are five named Libby and Nate. And they're so adorable, aren't they? They are so adorable. Right. So we're not just kids show critics. We're also moms. And we like to share a little anecdote or two. I have one. Earlier in the, like in the summer, I made Libby a breakfast. She wanted yogurt and peaches. And I put the yogurt in like this fancy kind of like an ice cream pedestal bowl. And Mm -hmm. then I sliced up the peach really nicely and like fanned it out on the plate. And it looked so pretty. And I'm not usually very good at food presentation at all. So I said, Libby, this breakfast looks so good. We should put it on Instagram. Uh And ever since then, if they really like a meal, they call it their Instagram breakfast or their Instagram dinner. It's so cute. That is so awesome and so good to have like a standard of measurement, like so you know when they like things. Yeah, and they have no idea what Instagram is. <laughs> oh, but so innocent. It's, yeah, it's just a descriptor for pretty food. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my life has been kind of a sleepless blur lately. But I do have one kind of cute story about Jay. We listen to a lot of film scores in the car for whatever reason. Like, if Jay sees a movie, he really wants to listen to the music from that movie. So we end up listening to a lot of film scores. And Okay, I've... so the scores, not just the songs, but right. like the, yeah. inst- the orchestral. Yes. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I just taught him the musical terms forte and piano and fortissimo and pianississimo. He is so excited about them that like he narrates every song he hears now. It is really cute. And he does oh, it with, he does it with like a fake Italian accent too. He'll be like forte. Cause I'm sure that's how I said it to him when I said it the first time. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> he doesn't always get it right, but it's still adorable. Oh, so <laughs> since you have a new family member, it's a pretty big change. Any changes to your screen time policy? Well, I kind of meant what I said in the intro about Netflix. Like, we've just been watching a lot of TV because I guess I didn't realize how much headspace I was devoting to like coming up with activities for Jay until like all of a sudden I didn't have that headspace anymore. So I feel kind of guilty about it, but I figure it's not forever. He's not the first kid with a new baby sibling to watch a lot of Netflix. (laughs) I'm sure. Um, my kids are all in school. Yay. <laughs> so we ha- we're back to our uh, no screen time during the weeknights policy. So they can have screen time on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we still are keeping it to like an hour. 
And then sometimes we'll watch a family movie on like Friday if we're, we just can't do another regular bedtime pretty much. <laughs> well, if you need any recommendations from Netflix, I've seen them all. <laughs> okay, I'll take those. Um, so a couple of things to talk about since we watched our last episode. Have you included the, not original, but the 1991 version of White Fang in your family movie rotation yet? I know you said you thought Libby might like it. I still think she would, and it's still just on our watch list. We haven't actually seen it. Still watching Captain Underpants again and again? Yes. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, so another follow-up from last week. We talked a little bit about Nick Offerman, who voiced the uh, noble sheriff character in the Netflix version of White Fang. And we talked a little bit about the new show that he has with Amy Poehler called Making It. And I watched it. I watched the whole season because I have a lot of TV time now. Uh, and it's really short. I think it was only like six or seven episodes long. And it was really cute. It was very, very charming. And it kind of scratched the same itch that the Great British Baking Show does in that like everyone was upbeat and chipper and no one was mean to anyone else. And the contestants were helping one another. It just makes you think that like maybe there's some goodness in the world. I watched like the first eight minutes of it, <laughs> of the first episode, um, and I was trying to tell Jeremy that we should watch it, and he just wasn't into it, and so we turned it off. But I liked those eight minutes. So what you're saying cute. is Jeremy hates joy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. I couldn't get Kevin into it either. He was like, I'm going upstairs to watch Star Wars with Jay. Because <laughs> I thought it would be a decent, like, you remember a couple weeks ago we were talking about uh, your friend's son who watched uh, House Hunters? Like, yes. I, I thought it would be like a semi-appropriate kids show in that, in sort of a similar way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But... I didn't even get to try it on Jay because Kevin wasn't interested. <laughs> <laughs> and I also did not try today's topic on Jay, which we are dipping back into the YouTube well. I know we're doing it again, but, you know, that's where all the cool peeps are. So we got to be there, too. I realize I just negated that whole thing by saying peeps, but here we go. Uh, today we watched a few videos from the Dude Perfect YouTube channel. Uh, I am tasked with giving a summary and really the best summary I could come up with are just these two words. Wholesome jackass. Like, you remember that show Jackass from when we were in high school? Oh yeah, yes. I think that's a good description. So it's five guys and they do pretty much just like trick sport shots. Like that's their bread and butter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's really all it is, like five really enthusiastic, happy guys doing trick sport shots. Uh, there are 186 videos on YouTube, and it looks like they started posting in 2009, and they have more than 34 million subscribers. So the formula seems simple, but people are into it. It was actually recommended by several listeners. So, you know, we want to listen to our people and give them what they want. And we chose three videos. Deborah, you chose the videos for us. Care to share your process? Yes. Well, first of all, I would also 
specify that our, our listeners with like elementary school age kids recommended it because mm-hmm. that's what their kids are watching. And also it was short. <laughs> so that's always appealing if you have a new baby in the house to, you know, streamline your workload. Um, so I picked best of 2017, just thinking that a best of video would be a good intro because I had never even heard of these guys before we got the recommendations. Um, and they also, in addition to the like trick shots, they have a line of stereotype videos. And so I picked beach stereotypes, Mm -hmm. thought it sounded funny. And then giant darts battle, which like Katie said, trick sports shots is their, their wheelhouse. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta, we, we gotta watch something from, um, their main genre of tricks. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we'll kind of do what we normally do and just quickly summarize each of the videos. I mean, they're very short and they don't take much summarization. Uh, but we'll see if we have anything to say about the individuals before we move on to talking about the channel show. I don't really know what to call it uh, as a whole. <laughs> right. So in the best of 2017 video, this is the first time I had ever seen these five white guys and they could be anywhere from like age 25 to 40. I am not good at discerning ages. They played the song top of the world, like a hook from the song over and over and over again. And then it was just a highlight reel of their best trick shots of 2017. And it showed like a slow motion video of one of the guys throwing like a playing card and then another guy throwing an olive and then the playing guards card slices through the olive cutting it in two which was impressive and something I had never seen before I'm Um, so glad you mentioned that because that was my favorite also there were some shots of them like throwing a football through the windows of two moving pickup trucks who when the pickups align and the windows are all open then the football goes through and hits a target on the other side like throwing two frozen eggo waffles into a toaster from across the kitchen (laughs) one of them standing on uh, the roof of a building another one throwing a fidget spinner up and then the guy on the roof catching the fidget spinner and then when they make these shots there's just like exuberant celebration yes they're very excited (laughs) that's pretty much it I was intrigued sort of annoyed I would have liked it better without the music it was just too much with the same hook from that show so what did you think of best of 2017 dude perfect I agree with you that it was a good intro to what it is they do, but just seeing like the the highlight reel made me think, man, what did they do for like the full episode? It was sort of like the red zone channel of Dude Perfect. Like you get to see the the money shot and that's it, which is really the best part. Uh, my favorite shots were the non-sporty ones because I'm not a super sporty person so Mm -hmm. like you said the ego shot I thought the stuff they did with the playing cards and the olives was cool I loved it when they would just like toss books onto the bookshelf like over their shoulders nonchalantly I thought that was or like a towel onto the towel rack yeah 
Yeah. Like, not even looking, just like the same way you or I would toss it on the floor. They would just toss <laughs> it and it would like land perfectly. It was pretty impressive. Moving on to beach stereotypes. Is that okay? Yes. Beach stereotypes was a collection of just that. It was like a, li- a lot of very little skits having to do with stereotypes of the kind of people you see at the beach. So there was like a guy that is obsessed with putting on sunscreen and there were surfer dudes and there was a guy who wants to do all the activities. So he had like all the beach toys um, and just like very quick vignettes where the guys act out these different beach stereotypes. I thought it was fine, like not particularly funny. And I wondered who it was for because I don't feel like kids would get it. But it wasn't funny enough for grown-ups. Just saying. <laughs> That's a good question. This was also the first time we saw any women. Because um, they had like sandcastle captain, diving catch guy, jumping picture. And there that was like three women trying to get that picture of everybody mid-air, mm-hmm. mid-jump on the beach. I thought some of them were funny because I totally identify with Mr. Sunscreen. (laughs) As you've been to the beach with me, I like to have a thick layer of zinc oxide on my whole body. (laughs) Although this guy at least had like his shirt on or his shirt off. You would be like totally covered from head to toe in fabric and a hat. That's true. true. (laughs) Deborah is very smart about keeping her skin looking flawless. Oh, I think that I found it a little more funny than you did because it was like the white clothes family portrait. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. That was funny. And then the overprotective mom, that's also something I, don't, I identified <laughs> with. That's true. So I think I got a bigger kick out of this one than you did. But you're right. I don't see how kids would really find it funny, although my eight-year-old is into memes mm-hmm. and he describes memes as a joke without a punchline and I could see him watching this and then imitating because he gets like the comic timing sometimes even without getting the joke Uh and I could see him imitating something from this video just because of he recognizes like the timing of it is funny right right um you know what they were missing what beach wedding oh yes that's a big one do you think that this post, do you think they just did this because they got sponsored by Dustin, Florida? Oh, t- <laughs> uh, I didn't even notice any like surrounding ads or anything because I was. It was embedded because there was like souvenir guy who was in a souvenir shop and he was, it was Dustin, Florida mm-hmm. was on all of the souvenirs. And then there was also like towards the end of the video like a sign or something that referenced Destin. And I thought, I think YouTube is a little more, it's like seeing the Coke can in a movie. There's product placement in YouTube videos and it's subtle, but I think, I don't know. It's possible. I mean, this is how, this is their living, right? So yeah. I'm, I, now that you've mentioned it, I feel certain that that must've been the case. Cause these guys are not shy about brand placement and, uh, I mean, they have some sort of deal with Nerf, so there's Nerf all mm-hmm. over the place, um, and they're all wearing Dude Perfect gear. Like, they're very conscious of that they're trying to sell 
themselves. So I can believe that they got some sort of kickback from the tourism board of Dustin. Mm -hmm. So shall we move on to giant dart battle? Yes, please. I'll summarize. They get dizzy and they throw giant darts at a giant dartboard. (laughs) And there were three different rounds. One was like in an indoor gym. Like I think they film in a warehouse that they must own or lease for the purpose of Dude Perfect. I looked on their website and I think that is their space, their headquarters. In round two, then they were outside and they threw giant darts while standing on like a cover on top of a pickup truck bed while the truck was moving with no restraints this was the jackass element of it (laughs) yeah and the trucks were moving really slowly but eesh it looked dangerous yeah and then in the finale they threw the giant darts off of a roof onto a giant dartboard and they were so like I said before exuberant like their reaction when they just hit the dartboard is over the top which I think is part of the appeal it's like something happy to watch but Mm. wow yeah wow yeah (laughs) they get very excited about giant darts which I mean this is This is pretty, like, impressive but useless stuff. So I guess I would probably be pretty enthusiastic if I could hit a dartboard with a giant dart while standing on the back of a truck. Three things I would never do. And we're only seeing the shots where they actually hit it. Like, it's possible they drove by 20 times. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) And missed every time. And then on the 21st time, like, maybe that does warrant that Super loud, super enthusiastic celebration. I mean, this is like Packer versus Vikings winning touchdown reaction. Yeah, yeah. It's very earnest and it feels a little juvenile for guys of this age. And like Deborah was saying, it's hard to pinpoint exactly how old they are. I would say probably mid to late 20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But it does feel like they're excitement is out of proportion to the importance of what's going on but then again like you said this is their living so they got to put on the face (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so that kind of brings us like a discussion of their general earnestness and attitude brings us to a overall discussion of the show what did you think of the concept (laughs) I think it's fine I have really only read about the Paul brothers like Jake Paul so I was expecting something a little more like that like kind of transgressive Mm -hmm. and this was not that at all so for a show that appeals to kids I like this better I don't see anything wrong with it I I'm probably not going to watch it ever again (laughs) but I'm glad I know what it is now and I thought it was Fine. YouTube is such a weird thing. And I am Gen X and I just don't get it. We've talked about this before. I just don't watch anything on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's This definitely falls into the category of like YouTube videos that someone would put on like at a gathering or at a party. And I would be like, I just don't care. Like, why are you doing this? And (laughs) it was for me just aggressively wholesome. Like, I could have used some element of cynicism in there. 
I don't believe that people this happy, go lucky, and enthusiastic can actually exist on the planet. So while they were doing these seemingly impossible trick shots that we are supposed to believe are real, and I have no reason to think that they would be faking them, I found their whole attitude to be the fakey part, and that took me out of things. Oh, really? See, they reminded me of when I was in high school, there was a big Baptist church in my hometown, huge youth group. And the people who ran the youth group were really like that. And Mm -hmm. the kids who participated in that youth group were like that. They were just like super happy all the time. Really just like goofy humor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe an over-reliance on like a bathroom humor. (laughs) It it felt a little bit familiar to me having been exposed to that world. And then in our show notes, you put something about it being religious, which I did not pick up on at all from watching the show. But then on their website, it gives their story a little bit. They were all on, was it Texas A&M's basketball team? Oh, I didn't get that far. I just read their mission statement and I watched a little of a video where they were introducing themselves, but they are all Texan. They are all Texans. They said they're doing it for Jesus because their love of Christ drives everything that they do. And so in that very earnest thing, like I think they might be just really happy people. I can't put my finger on why that whole aspect of it made me so uncomfortable like it's not like the videos (laughs) have any sort of proselytizing aspect to them like they're not trying to convert me when they're throwing giant darts at a giant dartboard but Mm -hmm. uh it just once I read that it just put a whole new spin on it and it felt a little sinister which I'm sure is not the intention at all it's just me bringing my own crap to the table but that uh put a darker cast on things and not in an enjoyable way. I know I said I wanted some cynicism, but (laughs) you brought the cynicism. That is very interesting. Yeah. Do you have any skills that fall into this category of useless skill that took forever to learn? Because you have to figure it takes a really long time, even if you're an ace basketball player, to be able to throw an ego across the room into the toaster. I can play the cello. I would argue less of a useless skill. (laughs) (laughs) I was also one time complimented on my apple slicing skills. Somebody thought that they, I store bought apple slices because they were so precisely uniform in thickness. That's pretty useless. Just me and a paring knife. Wow. I'm kind of jealous of that. I have actually been mocked for the opposite. Uh, I took a cooking class and we were making a tart tatin. Do you know what a tart tatin is? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, no. it's, no, an, it's an apple pie. <laughs> it's that kind of apple pie where the apples are like fanned out on the top in like circles. It's like oh, an yeah, open face yeah. apple pie. Mm-hmm. And I was slicing apples to put on the top and the instructor was like, no, we, we, we can't use any of these. What are you even doing? Like oh, no. <laughs> So ever since I've had an enduring hatred for tart tatin. Uh, uh that was a bit of a side note. So what what would you identify as a useless skill that you possess that took forever to learn? Well, I can juggle, 
but Ooh. poorly. But even okay. that took like an absurd amount of time because I don't have very good hand-eye coordination. So it's a skill that I'm very proud of that I have spent more time than is justified in learning, but to the casual observer is not very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have two boys and you have two boys and I know this isn't limited to boys, but like their attitude on screen is like so aggressively, well, it's right in their name, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you watch a lot of screen time having to do with sports? Like do you as a family watch sporting events? Do you think that sports are well suited to screen time or is it something you just have to get out and do? I think that Jeremy would love to have somebody in our family sit down and watch a ball game with him. Mm -hmm. And the only likely person to do that is Nate. Mm -hmm. He has the temperament to watch at least half like a football game or soccer match. I'm just not a sports person. I've never really watched sports. I would rather be doing something active than watching sports but I don't even play any organized sports. I never did. It's a mm. different world to me. So I'm how a about you? nervous about it. Like, first of all, I hate that trend in like young boys clothing where they just reach a certain age and all they wear are athletic shorts. Mm-hmm. Like, please. I'm hoping we can avoid that as long as possible. And I just think about going to the public library and the huge section they have of like sports related books, sports related picture books, like the Michael Jordan story or Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. And (laughs) I'm just not looking forward to having to read those books again and again and again, as opposed to, you know, the non-sports related picture books that I'm only mildly unhappy to read a million times. Yeah, my kids are not into that kind of stuff I don't think and I am kind of happy because I remember as a kid I remember every boy in my class would want to be uh like a professional basketball player when they grew up and sorry you guys (laughs) the odds are just not in your favor but apparently the alternative is starting your own YouTube channel where you do goofy things like uh slice olives with playing cards and that sadly is attainable, I think, <laughs> right? Or it appears to be more attainable. I mean, I know the there's for the dude perfect guys, there's probably like hundreds and hundreds of YouTube people trying to achieve the same level of celebrity and success, financial success, and that's not happening for them. But they're going to age out of it eventually, right? And like these are not concepts that, age like so it'll be fine for Nate to jump in in 20 years (laughs) yeah there'll be a spot (laughs) so did any of the dudes appeal to you like did you like any of them more did they all run together for you they did here's my summary of the dudes there are five of them right so it's yeah beardy slightly less beardy tall Mm -hmm. guy and the twins (laughs) And that is how I thought of them. I didn't really learn any of their names. There seems to be one of the twins that was like the whipping boy because I guess he never wins things. Mm -hmm. So as far as one with a personality, I guess he was supposed to be it. 
And I'm sure if you watched a lot more of these, you would get a better sense of them. But I, there weren't any that I liked more than others. How about you? Yeah, they all kind of ran together for me. I mean, the guy with the beard was played the he, – he was, like, in the center seat. He played the host a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still, I did not catch – from the three videos we watched, I did not catch any of their names. Their personalities did not stand out. Sorry. I, uh, listeners, I'm also juggling a baby. So if you hear sounds in the background, <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing really stood out personality wise. Like five bland, happy dudes. So happy. <laughs> Creepily happy, according to you, Katie. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just always looking for the bad in everything. That's just my way. <laughs> so we already talked about this a little bit I think you know that the uh, the ego trick and the playing card trick were my favorites did you have any that you thought were particularly impressive I already mentioned the towel on the rack I wish that everybody in my family had that ability to toss a towel from across the room and have it hang like over the the rack so that it doesn't slip to the floor that was awesome I just had like the best mental image of you guys spending like a family togetherness day, just like hours, like sitting in front of a towel rack, throwing towels at it, trying to perfect the skill. I love it. I would have that react that like over the top uh, touchdown celebration reaction if anybody in my family was able to like <laughs> successfully do that. Uh, were you able to compare this to any adult movie or TV shows? I mean, in terms of, like, aspirational skills, it, to me, was the equivalent of watching, being, like, a home cook and watching, like, Martha Stewart or Mm -hmm. Rachel Ray, Mm -hmm. just, because, you know, it, there's, like, hours of preparation that goes behind their cooking show, and they, like, have those neat little glass bowls with all the pre-measured ingredients, and, like, it looks so easy to just bim, bam, boom. Uh Uh-huh authentic Italian pasta dish or whatever. So it was kind of like that for me. And then just from the like Texas sports ball angle, I wanted it to be more like Friday night lights. It really wasn't, but yeah, no one was quite as endearing as Matt Saracen. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) how about you? What did it compare with to you? Okay, so there was no, well, there was a little bit of a competitive aspect to this in the giant darts battle. Uh, The show that it reminded me of most was the, I don't even know if it's departed. I know it's departed with its original host, but it could still be going on. The show Top Year, have you ever seen it? Top Year or Gear? Top Gear. Year? No, (laughs) Gear with a G. Okay. (laughs) No, I've never heard of it. It's a it's a British show about cars and like part of it is yes them talking about the latest specs about certain models of cars which you know I don't care about but a big chunk of it is them doing sort of similarly goofy challenges between the three of them having to do with cars like they can only spend 800 pounds on a car and they have to drive it all the way across the country or they 
have to or they try to like race a jet with a car it's like the similar sort of like stupid challenges that Mm -hmm. guys would come up sorry guys I'm being totally reductive here about your sex but that only guys could come up with (laughs) because (laughs) women would have more important things to do Um, but they end up being pretty fun to watch and I would recommend the show there are a bazillion seasons available on Netflix, but mm-hmm. I would also add a cautionary note that the whole show imploded because I guess the main host was like horribly abusive to oh. his, uh, to the other people that worked on the show. So bad man involved alert, but otherwise good show. If you can put that aside. Um, did you cast a gritty HBO reboot? Well, after we picked, I picked Dude Perfect. I regretted my choice because it's just so many white guys, <laughs> dude bros. So I thought, let's Ghostbuster this and <laughs> let's cast Mindy Kaling, Aquafina, Leslie Jones. She was in the female reboot of Ghostbusters, Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. She is so funny. She is. Um, and then my favorite character on Insecure is Kelly, played by Natasha Rothwell. So let's get her in there and give them a challenge. And I think if they were like making that trick shot where they slice the card through the olive, I think their reactions would be awesome. And feel a little bit more genuine, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I would love to watch that set of women. I mean, I don't care what the challenge is. <laughs> Finding your keys. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'd watch that. I had sort of a similar thought. When we were watching the Best of 2017 video, you kind of saw that like sometimes celebrities would do guest spots. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't really get to see any of these celebrity videos. But... I thought it would be fun to have like random celebrities doing challenges that like obviously they were going to fail at. So mm-hmm. it could be like trying to slice an olive with a playing card or trying to throw a dart through two moving car windows. Could be something like that. But like I just want the sort of celebrities, they're just like us <laughs> aspects, meaning that they would also find these things impossible. And then again, yes, get their like unvarnished reactions when they're just trying and it's just not going right I like it (laughs) so do you think there was any equivalent to this when we were kids funniest home videos yeah the closest yeah you're right I don't think even if there was I would have sought it out because again not a sporty person so yeah if anyone listening uh was a sporty kid in the 80s and knows of some uh pop culture product that scratched the same itch let us know you already kind of addressed this but would you ever watch this alone voluntarily no how about you no no I wouldn't um perfectly fine for the kids I think there's nothing offensive here unless Mm -hmm. like you're trying to tame a three-year-old and teach him that it's not okay to throw balls in the house like right (laughs) I might wait on this for a while with Jay yeah (laughs) till he can exercise a little bit more self-control but That would be my only complaint from a parent perspective. So 10 more seconds on whether this is good for kids. Go ahead. You got anything new? (laughs) Uh, I think I would 
try to direct my kids here instead of those stupid Minecraft watching other people play Minecraft videos. I would rather have them watch Dude Perfect than watch other people play video games on YouTube. Yeah, I would much rather have a kid be like, oh, I want to try that versus like, I want to try sitting down in front of this video game for 200 hours to master that, you know? Mm -hmm. If they're going to take inspiration from anywhere, I guess I'm fine with it. Uh, Ratings? Uh, Three? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Solid, inoffensive, but I was going to say not enjoyable, satisfying, I guess. Yeah, I like one of the reasons we picked it was because it was short. And honestly, those videos felt like they were twice as long as they really were. It's true because you have to watch because the giant darts battle was, I feel like, the most representative of what their normal videos are. And it was like, what, seven minutes long? Mm -hmm. And you have to put up with a lot of banter between the guys like about Mm -hmm. who's going to win the competition so, yeah, you're right. They, they did tend to drag. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but all in all, a solid show. Uh, we've definitely seen worse. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook. We talk about what we're watching next. We talk about what we've watched. We talk about what our kids are watching. You can tweet us or comment us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at at myscreentime2. And you can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed by me and performed by my me and my adorable children and our podcast is produced by katie tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and tv beloved by kids and tolerated by parents bye well all things considered i thought that went okay yeah kenny was a good co-host <laughs>